Hey you, welcome to or welcome back to Keisha's House Motivation and Inspiration. I am Keisha and as always, I'm so glad you stopped by. It's a Monday. In fact, it's the last Monday of the month of August, year 2023. It's insane. I feel like we say this every single week, and it's a constant topic of conversation throughout the entire year, right? We all keep talking about how quickly the year is going, but this one's going fast. It feels so fast, but there's some beauty here. Some of us have four-day work weeks. I know I do. I only work Monday through Thursday this week, and then next week is a holiday, so I'll be working, I think, actually Wednesday through Friday. I took Tuesday off for an extended long weekend, but don't worry, I'll still be here chit-chatting with you, because even when we're on vacation or we have some time off, the day's still happening. The week still begins. We don't say, oh, Monday's a holiday. All right, the week is officially going to start on Tuesday. We don't do that. It's starting no matter what we are doing. So I got to tell you, I'm not even a month in. I, I said a couple weeks back, my son just turned 13. So now I'm a mom of a teenager. I remember when people would tell me, oh, he's about to be two. Oh, the terrible twos. They were okay. Then they're like, oh, he's going to be three, the terrible threes. Okay, three was a bit doozy, but 13? Whew, Lord Jesus, help me, Lord. I am telling you, I mean, it's a whole different vortex as soon as you walk into the teen world. I'm like, holy smokes. So I'm making it. I'm making it. I'm still green at being a teen mom, but just like everything in our life, As time passes on, we just get smarter, we get wiser, we get stronger, we just become more savvy, and we get better. No matter what, we always get better. And so I'm looking forward to it. The the quote last week, I think, was so fitting for me. The quote last week was the following. There are two types of days, good days and character building days. I think I had two solid character building days this past week, but this is what I think the best part was. I recognized it. I recognized the days while I was in the moment and because I recognized it, I was able to do something about it. I wasn't perfect. I was not perfect, but I was aware. And awareness is so important. So the first day, uh, if you listened to the YouTube video today, this morning's motivation, I talked a little bit about this interview process I was in for the past month. And what's interesting is that I've only been now in my new position at work for about seven months. So to be even considered, approached, asked, or inspired to even apply was shocking to me because I'm like, why? I just got here and I am loyal, y'all. I am loyal 
to a fault sometimes it feels like and I was like but no like they just recruited me in this office I can't leave them I have work to do and as I learned more and more about the position something that started off being a not even a consideration by the end and by the time I was really engulfed in the interview process I was all in I mean all in and excited about the opportunity. So it all came down to the final round. There was three sets of interviews. And I recognized in that last interview, there was nothing that I could do to prepare myself. There was nothing I could have added to my record to prepare myself. This was strictly down to personality. Was I a good fit to join the team? Yes or no? And there's nothing I could do about that. So I just decided to enjoy myself through this rest of this interview process. And we'll just see where the chips fall. And before I even got the news on the decision, I was absolutely convinced that no matter which way the decision went, I wasn't going to be upset about it. Now, let's be real. We're all humans. We may be, have some disappointment, but I was not going to let the final outcome derail what I already had going on. Why? Because I knew that I made it to the third round, that final round, the first and second were like normal interviews that it was like the questions were there I did my homework I learned what I had to learn I was spot on and I felt really good about it but there's something in knowing when something's out of your control you can keep your peace I wasn't going to get bent out of shape I wasn't going to get frustrated I wasn't going to get fearful I wasn't going to do any of that because I had my peace because I I knew that this was out of my control. So you could probably tell by the way I'm going with the story. I was not selected. I was the first runner-up, aka first loser. And I say that in jest because I don't think of myself as a loser, not at all. And I hope you don't either. I say that because that's what our society thinks, right? The first runner-up is the first loser. And instead of leaning into the positivity of the phrase, the first runner up, see, when I hear first runner up, that tells me you did work and you succeeded and you got to the finish line. You may not have crossed first, but you got there. And what do we do? We degrade and ignore all the good work, all the hard work. And we say, well, you're the first loser. You don't lose as the first runner-up. You didn't lose. You worked your tail off. You got where you got. That deserves celebration. It deserves celebration. I didn't take this as a loss. I didn't take my non-selection as negativity. I found the beauty in it. And... If you're new here, let me tell you, I was not one of those people who woke up and was born out the womb, a happy, peppy, positive person. I was not. I was a master complainer for decades. It's a choice. It's exhausting. 
it's exhausting to be sad. It's exhausting to find negativity. It's exhausting to talk about it. It literally puts stress and strife on your body and you have aches and you have pain. But when you make the choice, because it's absolutely a choice, to seek out beauty, to seek out positivity in every situation, you keep your peace and you're able to recognize all the hard work that you do and you're still able to celebrate even when you're not the first across the finish line. You're able to celebrate. You're able to celebrate. What are the takeaways? What are the what are the positive things that I got out of this? Every one of my interview had either two or three people interviewing me. In fact, the second round I had technically had four people in the room. These are all people that I will continue to work with. And although some of them I do not work with on a daily basis, oh, they now know me. They know my name, but they know my core values based off of the questions that they were asking. But most importantly, they know my goals. I learned a long time ago that no one can help you reach your goals in life if you don't tell them what your goals are. I had this misconception that my goals were so large and so lofty that I had to hold on to them for dear life because if I told anybody, I was worried they were going to laugh. And I realized some people are going to laugh. Those are not your people. Some people are going to laugh at your goals. Some people are going to tell you that you cannot do certain things. Those are not your people. In fact, I was just telling my teenager yesterday You get to make the choice as to who you associate with. You get to make the choice as to who gets the title. Friends. I don't care if they're blood relatives. I don't care if you grew up with them. I don't care if y'all have nicknames. You get to choose and no one gets a permanent seat at your table. Nobody gets a permanent seat because they're people and they have junk and they have life that they too are going to go through. And the person you know today, unfortunately may not be the person that you will know 10 years from now, because as life happens, they're going to continue to grow and mold and develop. Just like we talked about at the very beginning, right? As we get older, we develop, we get stronger, we get better. But the reality is it would be a injustice to sit here and say that we only get better. Some of us get worse. Some of us get worse. I would rather my teenage son learn now that he gets to pick and choose who he allows in his inner circle versus he be in his late 20s, early 30s like I did to figure that out. You don't got to bring everybody's messy junk with you along your, your journey. In fact, your journey where you are going Not everybody you know today needs to be on that journey because it's not for them. And if they come along a journey that is meant for you, they're not going to be prepared. And they run the risk of not surviving that journey because it's not their journey. It's not their path. 
they were not prepared for it. You have been prepared for your future and you are being prepared and molded even today because the future is already set for you. Now, do I absolutely believe that we can have a positive future or a negative future based upon the decisions we make? Absolutely. Absolutely. But if we lean in and we keep our peace, and for me, I don't know about you. I, like I said, everyone's welcome here. No one's going to burn and stick here. I believe in the Lord. I believe in Yahweh. I, behold, I believe in the I am. That's my belief. You may have a belief that is different than mine, and that's okay. Because I can't sit here and say, let's have a dialogue about my faith if I'm not willing to recognize that you have something different than me. But for me and for my peace and for my home and for my future, I believe that it's already set and something that's going to be great for me. It's going to be for my good. It's going to be for me to prosper. It's going to be for me to excel in life. But I know that if I do not keep my peace, if I go down negativity, if I go and be around people that I shouldn't, if I bring people along my journey that don't belong there, I am going to potentially disrupt the future that is in front of me because of the choices that I make. Last week's quote was there are two types of days, good days and character building days. I had a character building day. And like I said, I had two. Sunday was rough. Okay, I know some people think Sundays are the beginning of the new week. We're just going to say it's the end, okay? (laughs) Sunday was rough. But it was a character building day. And I recognized it. And because of it, I didn't have to lash out in anger. I didn't, there was none of that. I had full control of my emotions because I recognized that today is going to have to be a day that I'm going to have to seek out the life lessons that I need to learn and figure out how to put them in practice. And it may not be in that very moment, but it's recognizing that there is a lesson to be learned. So that was last week. How did you do? Because I'm giving myself, it, I, y'all, I'm a rough grader, right? Like, so if you're new here, one thing I always like to do is to close out last week officially. I like to reflect on that week and I want to give a grade of either A, B, or C. We don't fail here. Nobody fails at life. Life gets hard. It has challenges. We have character building days, but we don't fail. So you get an A, a B, or a C. It is your rubric scale. You decide what that is going to be. You may be an easy grader. You may be a tough grader. It doesn't matter because it is about you. For me, I am a tough grader. This year, I am. Last season, not so much. I was giving myself A's and B's all over the place. This year, I'm, I'm a little bit more critical. I'm giving myself an A this week. I'm giving myself an A. Because I recognized when I was in a character building day, I realized when I was in that moment. And because of it, I saw success because I was able to recognize early on what it is that I needed to make sure I made it through this day without causing additional damage, which is pure emotion. We have that. We can't get rid of character building days. We need them. It's called a character building day. We have to grow. We talked about this at the very beginning today. We have to grow. 
We have to develop, else we're going to be stagnant. And if we don't learn from the lessons right in front of us, that future that is in front of us, we're not going to be prepared enough so when we get there, we're not ready to take on what it is in front of us in our future. We need those days. They're not days to shy away from. They are days to embrace, character building days. So you make the determination as to what grade that you want for yourself. And if it's a lower grade, honestly, even if it's an A, there's always room for improvement. So if there is something last week that you're like, you know what, I could have handled A or B or C a little bit differently, I'm going to take a mental note of that I'm gonna keep that pocketed away. So when I'm in that situation again, I can pull it out and learn from that lesson. But most importantly, we're gonna let last week go. It is behind us, it is over, we are done. We are done with it. We're in a brand new week, a brand new week. And the quote for this week is, you miss out, a hun- you miss out on 100% of the shots that you don't take. I felt like it was fitting because it still wrapped up the month for me. Remember I said that I was in this brand new job. I wasn't even willing at first to throw my name in the hat for the new position because I just got there. But I decided to put a roadblock on me that didn't need to be there. I saw it as a problem. I shouldn't have. If it was brought to my attention, that means there were folks that saw something in me that I didn't see within myself. That's okay, that happens. Those are your people. You may not know them by first name. You may be surprised they even know you. (laughs) But those are the people that you should lean into getting to know. Whether it's just a mentorship or just a friendly, cordial work relationship. Those are the people because they see something in you that you may not see right now. Like I said earlier, I have lessons, positive lessons that I've taken away from this entire interview experience. I now know people that I didn't know before. They now know my values. They now know what I believe. They now know what my goals are. And when I say I am genuinely looking forward to continuing to working with them, I am. And I want to believe they are too in working with me because I know they saw and they heard my passion. Yeah, it was a no, but I'm looking at it as a not right now. But if I didn't put my name in the hat, I was going to miss out on this opportunity no matter what. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. But I had to put myself in the game. And I still won. Even as the first runner-up, I still won. I still won. So this week, there's going to be opportunities that you could probably put yourself out there raise your hand in that meeting speak up with an idea volunteer for something say no to something and help redirect the team there's something that will come up 
be aware of when you shut yourself out of opportunities because you may find yourself saying, oh, thank you, but no, thank you. Slow down. Slow down and recognize what you're saying no to because there might be an opportunity for growth. That very opportunity may open doors and attract opportunities for you. But we have to be aware of when we are self-eliminating ourselves from opportunities because we see roadblocks and concerns. If no one else is concerned, we shouldn't be concerned. And quite frankly, if they are concerned, well, we're just going to let the chips fall where they fall. Take the opportunity. That is the challenge this week. Take the opportunity. Because you'll miss out on 100% of the the shots you don't take. So I want to touch base a little bit on the book from last month, which was Leaders Eat Last from Simon Sinek. And then this month we're into this book, Wait, I'm Working With Who?, and this is supposed to be about working with difficult co-workers, annoying managers, and other toxic personalities. And I got to be very honest. I'm, I'm honest here. This is, this is what I love about the podcast. There's, there's nothing structured really here. We're just having a conversation and getting our minds right for the week ahead. I'm not feeling these books. <laughs> I'm just not feeling it. I really was enjoying Leaders Eat Last at the beginning of the book and then somewhere in the middle it got really jumbled and I was like, what are we doing? This whole book is supposed to be on leadership. So I just went to the very back of the book. I have been in numerous classes and trainings throughout my career and one thing that stood out to me, which it's so simple, right? It's so simple, but yet it seems shocking when I say it. We don't have to read a book from cover to cover. Yeah, I thought, I was like, that's clearly a sin. Like, what do you mean? There's different methods of reading. And I think going forward, unless it's a book that I'm totally just encapsulated by, I think what I'm going to do is read and focus on specific chapters. So this is the concept. The concept is you look at a book. I got the book in my hand, so you might hear it moving around. I got, I get a book. I look at the table of contents and I read through it. And based off of what season I'm in in life or what situation I'm in, I jump to that section of the book. So looking specifically at Leaders Eat Last, it starts off by, he has different parts. So in each part, there's a number of chapters. So like, for example, there's one that's uh, becoming a leader. That's part eight. That's the very last part. And that has three chapters in it. Then there's the abstract challenge. That has four uh, topics in it. Modern um, abstraction, managing the abstraction, imbalance. Um, There's just all these different things in in becoming a leader. That part eight, there's step 12. There's shared struggle. Uh, We need more leaders. I think that's the route I'm going to take because I'm trying so hard to be so excited and there's some chapters that I am just so bored so let's let's close out though leaders eat last and and I said I may come back based off of different seasons in my life in my career because y'all I'm telling you I wrote up this book I definitely have some notes all throughout it but I want to go to the very last sentence well second to last sentence and it says this 
Let us all be the leaders we wish we had. Let us all be the leaders we wish we had. I feel like we could have an entire hour talk just on that alone. You know, when I think of being a leader, I know oftentimes we always go to the leaders that have fancy titles, that have gone down in history, and history has been very kind to them. But I think we can also learn a lot from all of the leaders that we just didn't want to be around. Because they clearly did something that you probably would said, if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't have done it that way. So take that lesson. Remember I said, it is not easy to always see the positive in everything that we do. Take that time to say, that's something I'm not doing. So when I'm in that position, then I'll do something about it. We can learn a lot by the leaders we don't want to be like. I really liked that the book ended that way, and I wish that there was more of that specific content. I do. Now, do I recommend this book? Absolutely. As I said, I started off the first couple of chapters. I have notes all in it. But I think it's one of those books you want to have on your bookshelf because of certain seasons in your life that you're like, okay, you know what? I need, I need part eight. Let me go read those three chapters and see what's going on. I may need part two. Let me see those two chapters and let's see what's going on. And then when it comes to the new book, wait, I'm working with who? This one is really interesting to me because it's a very different type of book. And it talks about how having negative co-workers not only is it about negative bosses but negative co-workers and some of the key things and key areas that affect you as well as the co-worker and they're saying like members that are consistently late so it specifically says here in research conducted by software and technology authority better buys workers engage in all sorts of bad behaviors at work and here according to better buys are the top 10 across a wide variety of industries. So the first, like I said, is consistently late. Then it goes into gossiping behind someone's back. I felt like that would have been higher, but apparently it's not. So when our coworkers are late, that bothers us more than gossiping behind uh, someone's back. But then maybe it's because the behavior is they're consistently late. So then it triggers all of the gossiping. Who knows? I don't know. Then it's a taking sick days when not sick. I'm a workaholic, but I sure know many of people that have done this, that are doing this, but that's interesting. Yelling at someone, I definitely can see that. Excessively socializing. Now, let me tell you, I think it's really interesting that they use the term uh, bad coworkers or bad behavior because I don't think people overly socialize because they're trying to be negative. I just think there's talkers in the world. And being a talker, I'm like probably giving them a lot of grace. But then, I mean, if it's not gossiping about somebody else, I can see. And there's some people that just, we spend more time at work than we do at home. So for some people, that is where they get all of their socialization, right or wrong. It just is what it is. So yeah, excessive socializing. That's 49.2%. Taking an unauthorized long lunch break, leaving early without permission, lying to the boss. I can't believe that's number eight out of 10. Practicing bad hygiene, totally get that one, and working on personal projects at work. 
Yep. And it says, as you can imagine, yelling at someone in the office, being consistently late, or lying to the boss can all lead to a hostile, toxic work environment. So when I said reading books for the different areas and seasons of your life, this is the thing. As interesting as this book is, I'm not in that season right now. And because I'm not in this season where I have a difficult co-worker, annoying managers, or toxic personalities, I think I'm struggling. So by next week, I'm going to have a deeper dive on this book, but I'm specifically going to target specific chapters based off of my season. So just to give you an idea, some of the chapter titles are Take a Big Step Back, Refusing to Play Their Game, Learning How to Neutralize Conflict. I mean, I'm probably going to jump right over to chapter five first. Uh, See something, say something, don't sweat the small stuff. I'll probably jump from chapter five to chapter seven. Don't be a jerk yourself. This one is really interesting to me, that chapter. I'm definitely probably going to read that because sometimes we're like, well, there's nobody that seems like a jerk in the office. And then you're like, wait, am I the jerk? in the office. We don't want that, right? So I'm going to slow down and take a different approach on this book. And I'm going to have a much, much deeper dive for you by next week. But with that being said, I don't want this to go much longer. Hey, have an amazing week. Have an amazing week. We had two really great quotes. We had one great quote last week. We have a really good quote this week. Do not hold yourself back. Do not add setbacks. Do not add excuses to opportunities just go for it and even if you're not the select you're the first runner-up and remember the first runner-up also deserves congratulations and it's still an achievement that should be celebrated have an amazing week till next time bye oh i almost forgot remember you are worthy of the life You are worthy of the life that you want to live. Woo! All right, now we can start the week. Bye, my friends.